When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of The Bachelor Podcast. I'm Kay York City. And I'm Jared Freed. We are very excited to be joined by Bachelor super fans, amazing podcast, love to see it. Claire Fallon and Emma Gray, thank you for coming on with us. Oh my gosh, thank you for having us. Yeah, such an honor. I know, this is so exciting. (laughs) Pre-tape, we found out Kay is a moon landing conspiracy (laughs) theorist. She's kind of winning me over. Yeah, I don't know. I find her theories compelling. Yeah, right. I it's, uh, I didn't see it coming. It's, people, you know, they say it goes down in the DMs, but it really it really goes down in the pre-tape chatter before yep, a podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's where people get radicalized. You right. really don't know That's your friends. So. You don't know them until they're like, you know what? We didn't land on the moon, but let's talk about The Bachelor. And then we start taping. We're like, hello and welcome to The Bachelor Podcast. But we're excited to have you guys here. Um Tell us about yourselves. Tell us about your podcast. It's not a Bachelor exclusive podcast. You guys kind of, you know, jump around the the, the the pop culture dial, right? It's a mostly Bachelor podcast. Uh, so we started it at HuffPost, actually, around seven years ago. It was called Here to Make Friends at the time. And during the pandemic, we both got laid off of HuffPost and that came to a close. We relaunched as Love to See It. But during that uh, transition, we were able to recon configure the podcast as a year-round project. It was just during the Bachelor season when we were at HuffPost. And so we were like, now we can do all kinds of other things in the off-season. However, the off-season is now like one month a year because there's so much (laughs) Bachelor content now. Jared and I talk about that. We're like, uh, this was our first pass. This was our first break that we've had when we uh, ended whoever's season that was. (laughs) What season they all kind of blended. Clayton season, right? Yes. Clayton season, and started this one. There was we finally had like three months to take a break, but that was our first time in like two years. Exactly. Yeah. So we were we had some fun and reviewed some old like classic summer rom coms during that time. But mm-hmm. you know we've been ready to get back to our core. Give us an example. Which rom coms? Uh, so we did some summer loving classics. So we did Greece. We did um, Dirty Dancing. We did Summer Catch. I know one of these things is not like the other, but we had a lot of fun. How does Greece watch today? It's been a long time since I, you know, how does that, you know, it's funny, these summer, you know, these rom-coms, it's like, um, you know, a lot of them, especially through the test of time, they taste different in 2022 than they did how you remember them. I will say that Summer Catch 
Yeah. Summer Catch from 2001 was actually the roughest watch, it if you can not believe really? that. <laughs> Summer Catch does not you, hold up at all. The whole movie is just one big. Can you remind us of the premise of that movie? Uh, yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. trying to play baseball on Cape Cod. Yeah, that's a real league. Yeah. <laughs> dating Jessica Biel, who's oh, yeah. rich and hot, and he's mm. less rich, but still hot. So. But still hot. Yeah. The Cape Summer League is a real thing. Yes. It's a kind it, it's for minor leaguers that like it, it's like a real if you're a baseball player, you go there and you're like you're going to the majors or maybe you're just not. And they stay <laughs> with people's parents, right? That's yes. part of it. Like yes. you it's it's as if you're an exchange student, except it's Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Yeah, and, and much because I'm from outside of Boston, so much is made of the Cape League, and people go, and it's a thing. So you're the target um, demo for this movie. Right. Yeah, it's wow. a crossover so, movie. It's for the guys who are really into the Cape League and their girlfriends who are like, "But I would like some kissing in the movie." Yes, the result is actually not good, and I don't recommend it. <laughs> what but we, was so bad? I know. I'm like, I need to know. I don't remember. Most like most the, of the movie is fat jokes. Honestly, like really? it's very very offensive. It is like throughout. classic early aughts, just like overt fat phobia. It's just very <laughs> I didn't even not know that was funny. an early odds thing. It was even yeah. more oh, wow. uh, mainstream than than it remains to be. Somehow, it was wow. it was a painful watch, and also it was just this odd. It's this odd Frankenstein of various genres, but they like don't mm. commit to any of them well. So you're like, it's trying to be a rom com and an inspiring sports film and like a family uh. drama, and you're like, you you gotta pick a lane and lean yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, wow. I love that Greece and Dirty Dancing stood the test. Yes. Grease Grease holds up because the more you watch it, the more you're like, oh, this is camp. Like this is like oh, this Greece is not is taking satire. itself seriously. Yeah. Have you yeah. have you seen Grease too? I no. love Grease too. Also, so good. I really need so to watch good. it. But it really is. <laughs> Camp. It's like yes. the epitome. Yeah, you realize that. that when we were kids, we probably took it more seriously. And then you do some digging and reading about like the context of the original, and you're like, oh no, this is just straight up satire written by a working class guy from Chicago. And like all that specificity is kind of stripped away. But like, I was actually, my mind was blown when I learned more about Greece upon rewatch. Listen, wow. people tuned into The Bachelor not expecting <laughs> to get a historical, historical yeah, background. Sorry, guys. Of- so you thought we were going to like gossip, but I'm just going to give you a history lesson. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights out on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. And for a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with this exclusive link honeylove.com slash bachelor support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash 
Bachelor. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It is targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. It is amazing. I've been wearing it for years now. It fits me so well, and I'm not kidding you. When they say it doesn't roll down, it does not roll down, and it hugs you in all the right places. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash bachelor. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash bachelor. And after you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Now let's hear about what you guys think of The Bachelorette this season. What are, we, what are our feelings? How do we feel about, let's start with the franchise in general. Where, what's our mindset considering having two years of no breaks and then coming back into it? I needed a break. I will say that I feel somewhat re-energized entering this new season. I feel like I was really just like scraping the barrel of my attention span Bruised, by the end of Clayton and battered. Yeah, by just I was just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. But this season, I'm like, I'm here. For, I like Rachel and Gabby a lot, so I am here mm. for the season. I'm feeling a little bit re-energized, despite the fact that, as always, this franchise manages to disappoint us in yeah. new ways every time. I have to say, I was very excited for this season coming in because we have, Emma and I have watched other reality shows with multiple women dating a group of guys together. We're watching season two of F Boy Island right now, which does that exact same thing. We know huh. it can work. And we were like, yeah. they know that they can't pit the women against each other this time. They're going to try harder. We watched the premiere. Everything is going so great. And then two episodes later, they have already found a way to, like, create drama centered around, like, which of these women is more desirable to more of the men. And it just doesn't have to be that way. I'm getting frustrated. Right. And that's what my whole issue is with this is that, I mean, I love the drama. This is great for TV. Like, period. This is great for TV besides anything else. But it's 
these two women, this was the whole premise of Clayton's season. And when it got down right. to the last few of them, that these two women were fighting for this one dude. And so they're like, you know what? Let's just bring them back and see what happens. But with like more guys this time. Right. We already did this with them. <laughs> it so <won't> like work. <laughs> it doesn't feel good to see them go through it again. But again, good for TV. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess it's good for TV. What would you change about it for them having two women as the lead? What would the what's the changes you guys would have made? I think that there are, like I mentioned, there are other shows doing this that I think you can do some comparison with. I think on F Boy Island, for example, the women like Gabby and Rachel really want to support each other and they aren't put in weird positions by the show. So like when production sets up a, a rose ceremony, for example, in which you are supposed to offer your rose to to ev- to your entire group of men and then if he says no to it your rose is taken away like that's just unnecessarily that's the, show. that's the show choosing to like make it seem like this humiliating thing that a guy prefers to pursue Gabby rather than Rachel that's built in sort of structurally to create a dramatic moment but it's painful for the women and so they they didn't have to make it play out that way and so i do think that they could have allowed the women to sort of naturally sort into groups without starting with them both trying to date one big group and then making this abrupt split the way that they did it. Mm. I, I like, I have to be suspicious also of the fact that all these guys sat down with Gabby during what we know is a very producer controlled thing who gets one-on-one time during, during group dates. All these guys got time to sit down with Gabby and explain why they didn't want to date her. Right, right. That was just so obviously produced. Did that really just happen naturally? I'm suspicious. But then, I mean, what was strange about it was, you know, when we came out of that group date, I'm like, oh, every guy here is here for Rachel. Rachel. And then you come into the 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 rose ceremony, which, you know, Kay and I talked about this a little bit um, on our last episode, just. That rose ceremony was the most interesting part of the whole show. It should have been half the episode. Like, and now you have all these guys turning down Rachel. So it was like, I I felt a little bit more so lost because I had this pre-existing notion that Gabby was the second fiddle. And then you get this whole scene of Rachel looking like the second fiddle. Well, I feel like this is what they're trying to do. They're like, this is equality if we just make one of them feel like shit and then make the other one feel like shit. Everyone's gonna love it. And you're like, it just, it didn't even, that didn't even have to be the setup. Like, frankly, the best drama that we've seen has been when the two women come together to, like, tell off some dude. Like, the Chris stuff. Mm. That was also great TV. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that that to me was like, you know, Chris was an asshole. So like that was easy. And, you know, like Chris was an asshole just generally like what he did wasn't that crazy to be like, I don't know what I would do with the fantasy suites. It's like, yeah, that's a date on the calendar. No, of it, was the the, show. it was his For delivery. Him to bring it up. It, it was yeah, his it definitely delivery. the delivery. It's the delivery. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I guess the, the fuck boy island. I'm not really familiar with the show as I'm much, not either. But the. Don't they? Don't the guys have to choose whether they are a fuckboy or not a fuckboy? Yeah, so it basically yes. gamifies right reasons, right? Like, Elon Gale is 
is behind it. And so I do think that that helps the women become a united front because they're, they have this secondary task of like sorting out who's who <laughs> about halfway through the season. Well, it's revealed. So I just think I, I, I think it's, you know, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I think the issues you have with the bachelorette is because the men are saying, I'm a fuck boy. And in the other <laughs> show, and it's like, that's not how it works. To me, it's more realistic what's happening on The Bachelorette right now, as sad as that is. Like, it's, it's very realistic as far as, like, modern dating. Like, the idea that you swipe right on someone and they're like, hey, we'll swipe right, but nah, I'm not sure who I'm really going with and I want to go with the other person that I'm also seeing. Like, mm-hmm. You should watch F-Boy Island because I actually think that the way that that dating takes place ends up feeling more natural and lived in. But There's what this, guy like, announces themselves as a fuckboy out of the gate? Well, they don't announce it out of the gate. It's revealed okay. later. So the task for the women is sort of to figure out who the F-Boys are. All that really means is like, are if you're an f boy you can take a bunch of money for yourself at the end so it's it's really just sorting out who came to the show open to actually finding a relationship and who came mm. to the show with the overt purpose of manipulation for clout and money so huh. like it's that is the real categorization interesting okay i don't know it just feels like this is a messier version because life is ambiguous you know like and you know, the ba- they're not really spelling it out. I'm not saying, you know, one, I don't know the other one, so I can't say one is better than the other, but I'm saying more that, like, I watch this and I go, yeah, I don't see them pitted against each other, but I get, I get why that could be a takeaway. Like, I understand that, too, but they seem to be handling it well. I agree. It doesn't seem to be realistic to me. Maybe I'm just, I've been out of the dating scene too long. If I'm out there with my friend, you know, flirting with guys at a bar... It would seem more unusual to me for guys to directly feel the need to come up to one of us and be like, yeah, no, you suck. Like, I'm going to go for your friend instead. Oh. That sorting just sort of happens. And it doesn't have to become this source of, like, high-intensity direct rejection. And I think that's what feels sort of artificial to me about the way that The Bachelorette does it. Maybe that's the only way the show know- knows how to have two leads. But then... Maybe they should have thought of that before they promised everyone a season where these women would remain best friends and wing women throughout because Mm -hmm. they're really putting them through the ringer here. And they are handling it well. Like, I'll say that Gabby and Rachel are like, they're putting in the the work. Yeah, I'd be on hands. I think they're very (laughs) self-aware and they don't. I would not be great with this. I would be the worst (laughs) like wing woman. Right. I mean, minute one, Jesse Palmer basically is like, we'll see what happens. Like, they didn't have any <laughs> yeah. structure whatsoever. I am obsessed with Jesse Palmer coming in here being like, yes, I am hired literally by this show. Do I know what the fuck is going on? Absolutely no. not. I just show up and I say, who knows? I'm here. It feels like a business that's been around making money for like 50 years. And like the third generation of kids come into the office <laughs> once a week and Giving don't succession. really do anything. Yeah, Giving this is succession like, immediately. Like the writers have just, they're checked out because it's like you had, like to me, it's a petri dish. Like I understand what you're saying. Like no guy goes up to a woman and says, I'm not into you, but that is the petri dish with which they are placed into. The variables have been changed. You have two women. You're in a show where you're looking to get married. Like, and these women in the beginning of last episode even said, 
They have to make a move or they're sketch. Okay, so they said they go, it's sketch if they don't tell us who yeah. they're into. Then they get told who they're into and they go, well, I don't like the way that sounded. And you go, yeah, he Hayden said it like a piece of shit, but you've gotten rid of a piece of shit. Like, good. But then Rachel keeps the piece of shit. Rachel so, didn't have many options, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Jared and I talked about it on the last episode that this is essentially exactly what the girls wanted. They wanted to know who was in it for them and who was in it for somebody else so they could get down to it. But now that they know, they're like, ouch. Uh, <laughs> that kind of hurt. You know what I mean? It's like, but but this is good. This is a, this is a, tep- a step forward. Right. That's what the, the taking away the rose thing is the part that really threw me. It's like, okay, it doesn't maybe hurt that much to get your rose rejected. But then to have the show almost, it seems like the show is like slapping her on the wrist. They're like, Bad, Rachel. A man didn't want you. Your rose is gone now. It didn't make sense. You're right. Okay, so I thought about this. And at first, like at the very, after Jared and I recorded, you know, you're going back through and it feels like the roses and the amount of guys didn't add up. Like, they're like, okay, so they're taking all these roses away from Rachel, but they still have... But they end up with the same number. With the same amount of guys. Mm -hmm. And so I, there's an account called Bachelor Data, which... Yes, um, yes. My God, they're like unbelievable so this great. girl she's great the, yeah yeah this girl essentially will take all this data from everything she's like monitoring their follower accounts like putting them in bar graphs and this and that and it's really the interesting work. <laughs> the lord's work because i was sitting there thinking there's a whole like comment section on our most recent instagram post on the bachelor and it's they're going back and forth they're like this doesn't add up like how are there so many roses taken away from rachel but they still have the same amount of men <laughs> but bachelor data goes through all of it and if they have the same amount, then we should be fine. It's just, I get it. It's the humiliation of being rejected. And, and at this point, Rachel's being rejected in front of everyone. Gabby was doing it one by one. I almost wanted like a key in the top corner of the screen that like, like had a, little... Tallies? Yeah, tallies. Just because I was, I was ultimately just confused. I think if they're going to make it this like constructed and produced which clearly they did they they knew this was going to happen and they like arranged the rose numbers uh, you know accordingly i feel like they could just like be cheekier with the graphics and like lean mm. into it and sort of right. lighten it by like letting us in instead of yeah what you're saying jared which is like create this thing that you're they're like telling us it makes sense but we all know it doesn't really Right. Makes sense. It's disorienting. It's like you're being played like in a shell game or like three card money or something. You're just like things yeah, are yeah. moving and I've lost track of how many <laughs> roses there are. And whoops, they have the same number at the end. I feel played. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but you can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. So free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. And for just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. 
Newly is a great value of $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up using the code Bachelor20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code Bachelor20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com Newly with two U's with the code Bachelor20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Now, I have a question for everybody. I'm, I'm curious, does this, this whole structure, do you find yourself rooting for one girl more than the other? Because in my head, it's sort of, it feels like a Team Gabby, Team Rachel, which obviously... Again, we don't want to do the whole like pinning against each other, but I can't help but feel that way. Um, so who are a you little bit for? watching it happen? You, you know what I mean? So I, I personally, I don't, I, I don't know either of them like in real life, but uh, on the show, I am leaning more towards Gabby. I still love like Rachel. Right, like there's no, but I don't know why. I can't tell you why, but I'm like, I think I like Gabby better. I get more excited. I think. Because she's a little rough around the edges. Love that. Um, <laughs> which was such a crazy conversation. But do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's naturally, like, in the back of our minds, we've kind of picked a side. This could be a controversial opinion, but I'm just curious. <laughs> You're the one pitting women against each other. <laughs> I know, um, it's me. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, do, do you guys have a favorite? Do you have a favorite storyline? Like, I... I agree, Kay. I think Gabby's story is more interesting. The storyline is very is very compelling. I think Gabby is a type that we've seen less of on the show. And so in that way, and also she's just older and like I'm in my 30s. So maybe that's part of why I'm yeah. particularly compelled by her. But on the other hand, there are moments in which I found myself like really relating to Rachel. Um, and I don't know. I just... I'm like such a sucker. I'm just like, I want them both to be happy. I want them I want both, both to, teams make to have it, fun. I get it. Make it through this and like they're both unscathed. That is my greatest yeah. desire. Yeah, I don't know that I'm like rooting for one over the other per se. Gabby is definitely always, I'm thrilled to see her on camera because she's a comedian. Like, I'm like, she's going to do something she's, funny. Yes. She's going to do something mm-hmm. unexpected. She has a way with words. And I love that. It's almost like they they did the same thing with these two bachelorettes that they did with Caitlin and Tasha as host. Is they were like, well, it's hard for a woman to have all the qualities that we're looking for in a host. 
we can have one who's funny and hot and another who is hot and polished and together they can do as much as one man. Like I really genuinely feel like they're like we found yeah. the two pieces. I think that either of them would have been wonderful as Bachelorette alone, but I just want them both to like come out of this unscathed. Yeah, and I uh, honestly I'm enjoying the little like interstitial girl talks that they get to have. I think that is the advantage of having two leads, and it also means we don't have to have as many weird produced segments where Jesse is like, "Hello, my dear friend, girl, let me give you relationship <laughs> advice." Like they can just chat among themselves. Yeah, I loved them talking at the beginning of the episode this week. It was kind of a foreshadow for what was coming at the end. I totally agree about, like, they do feel like two heads making up one bachelorette. I, I Claire, I totally agree with that. It does, the Tasha Caitlin comparison is totally correct. I, um, do you guys have a favorite guy on the season? Is there someone that's jumped out to you? Definitely Nate. I really like Nate. Oh, um, love Nate. Love I, Eric. I enjoy Eric. Love Eric. Eric. How yeah, much I like of it is Eric. just that That's I like his mullet? I, I like know. him. I don't. He might disappoint me. There's uh, there's always a high chance yeah, that anyone yeah, yeah. I like at the beginning. But I'm I'm into Nate and Eric. I'm trying to think who. Even else. on that date with Gabby. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he. Oh, gave I nothing. thought he was. I. I he, uh, see, Nothing. I, I watched him on that date. I was like, this guy is not into this at yeah, all. He's, he's he, just like, he dodged all that right. kiss. Oh, Whatever. wow. I didn't get I that at all. He's I like, actually, that's tough drama. <laughs> let me, but I'm, I'm here. That yeah, is. my mom doesn't love me. Cool. <laughs> that scene was you know, like, weird. I, was I thought like, that I was weirdly edited. I, didn't I don't buy believe the way. that he just sat there that silently. It, it was I mean, he didn't give her much. Weird. I mean, it was very bizarre. And I, I watched that and I was like, this guy is keeping, I, like, he's socially distancing with his mind right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, we didn't even see him a lot at the beginning <laughs> of the date either. Like, when it was the mm. Grandpa John and um, they're on the bowling date, you didn't really see a lot from Eric. You're not seeing him interact with Grandpa John. You're not seeing, like, yeah. I was like, yeah. there was more of the grandpa than there was of Eric. Maybe what I am secretly looking for for Gabby is for someone who will just fade back and let her and let Grandpa her be the John star kind of take mm. center stage dance. and I'm like Eric mm. really gave me a lot of time to just pay attention to Gabby and Grandpa John and I felt really good about that <laughs> okay. is that what Gabby I, wants I, I don't know yeah <laughs> now okay so as far as the Bachelor franchise what would you guys do if 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 the love to see it podcast could change the franchise what would you do what what's like what would be your wish if you could wish to the you know the abc gods and have three wishes to change the show what are the three things you would do to the show oh my god i have so many wishes um one which i think we've talked about before i want there to be a point where they are able to stalk their remaining men on social media <laughs> I want that to happen. Stalk I think the remaining men. Yeah, like they get to so a like certain a, point. Like that would be a game that there's. A, so instead of now before hometowns, maybe the final eight. Yeah, it's a social media stalk or like a Google, like a nice solid Google search, that. just like 
Yeah. I feel, you know, inject some modern dating. That's a fun episode. They need to team up with the actual fans of Bachelor Nation and have like a sit down <laughs> yeah. with like five girls from Bachelor Nation who like right. did the work and they're like, all right, they pull yeah, out they're the like, packet. I am a Reddit moderator. I have done the deep dive. <laughs> because if you guys haven't noticed, they these guys, clear their Instagrams are clear when they when the, everything is announced. They're, they have like eight posts and yeah. it's like and of them like, and their uh, dog. I've never posted on Instagram in my life. Yeah. I don't know. If the guy right. has fewer than eight posts, you got to be like, wow, he had a really problematic Instagram. They had history. to, they had to right. go through. There's nothing left. What fraternity formal did he attend? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wondering. oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Claire, what, what about you? What would you change? Oh, I mean, that's, that's a good one. I think that we often talk about casting on The Bachelor and Bachelorette and something that is happening right now that I think I want to shout out is the Roses for Everybody campaign, which was started in part by our friend Jenna Descartes Pod, which is basically just encouraging the show. Yeah, to they're mad at me. More diversely. Yeah, what did well, you do? They, they I'm, seem I'm upset on... with me for having an opinion uh, 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 at all. They're coming after the wrong guy. You should tell your friend that was really, you know... Kind of shitty. I missed. I missed this. I missed I mean, it. Yeah, we don't pay attention. I don't know. Oh no, <laughs> your friend, the, you don't pay attention at we don't, all. We don't, we don't pay attention to the interpod drums. Yeah, we don't. Well, have I don't to know deal with the interpod <laughs> fight. No, I, I, I. Someone with body issues myself is someone who talks openly about their own body issues. I gave some notes, and they didn't. And now I'm the villain that's against body diversity. I'm for it. I think there should be. Age diversity. I think there should be body diversity. I'm mm -hmm. all for it. All for the campaign. I say, but then they said, they, why do they have to say it's a fat bachelor? I'm like, well, I don't want to be called fat. Yeah, uh, that you word don't wanna... is that word hurts my feelings. So that takes me out of your campaign. Well, maybe that's something to unpack. I don't know. I've I've definitely in my like learning about the body diversity and you know, fat acceptance movement. Like there is like a, a move to kind of destigmatize the word fat and make it like more of a neutral descriptor. I understand why people have a visceral reaction to it. Like that, that makes sense. If, if, if your goal is body diversity and which is my goal, I want as big a team as possible to back up my goal. But I think I that, that is make, ultimately you know, what, what they're asking for. They are not saying there's not like a sure. one clear definition of only one body they want to see. Like, I think the point is, if you kind of say we are including the most marginalized bodies, then that is going to ultimately be good for for everyone. And I think we can all agree that like this show has such a fucking narrow vision of what is attractive and like for a very long time that also included like extreme whiteness. And so I think in the same way that we, it's taken years for fans to really put pressure on the show to make that change. Um, I think that we're just starting to see that really take off in terms of body diversity as well. Like there is such an extreme vision of, of thinness um, for both men and women, frankly. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at this season, there's zero body diversity, and that's been the case for many seasons. And I oh, think I mean, seasons. I've that always is the said change I would make. Yeah. I, I didn't when mean to, like, step me, in a hornet's nest. 
<laughs> I mean, Claire's I'm like, sure I'm trying you got... to step into drama. We're trying to. No, I get... mean they. Just kidding. I mean, I'm I'm willing to have a nuanced conversation when people pull one sentence out of what you said on an hour long podcast and make you the villain because. Honestly, there's no villains. There's nobody that's like, yeah, it's very rare. You're going to find someone that's like, I don't want body diversity on The Bachelor. I think you will find a lot I, of people who will say that. Actually, or, well, I'm or saying but they're it. not out there on a <laughs> yeah. podcast or maybe they think it. But I'm saying I'm there having a conversation going. Yeah, yeah, I'm public. for this. But if someone said, Jared, you should be the fat bachelor. I'd be like, well, no, fuck that. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want to yeah. be the fat bachelor. I want to be the curvy, husky, you know, chubby bachelor. That would even feel better. Well, but I'm saying that's totally your decision. But what about someone who does identify as fat? Shouldn't there be a movement for them to be able to be the bachelor? That's okay. But I'm saying if you want, if your goal is ultimately big change, you got to hit the bullseye. You know, like I mean, to destigmatize a word. I mean, that is a year's process that takes effort. And, and that's almost- why you just start. That's why you yeah. just start. And I think that there is room for like conversation about branding and what's going to be the most effective. But I understand why right. they used the word in the campaign. Um, and, you know, I, I try to take my lead from. But right now we're having a conversation about it as someone. Again, I'm in this group. 50 pounds heavier, 50 pounds lighter than I am right now. So I can have this conversation. And when someone says to me that I'm now the villain, you know, you get like, I don't That's know. It's, it's a little weird considering and, and to like, I don't know. So and, I, and then I can't answer it because I am villain. You know, you know, when you say right now we're having a good conversation about it in my belief like i understand what you're saying like using the word it helps change things it helps for someone out there i believe that person exists out there i'm someone who's like i would love body diversity in the bachelor people say to me i'm sure all of you if you're saying when you were single someone says you should go on anytime you're a fan of the show someone says you should go on and then i always say i'm too fat to go on the show no one ever said that to me by the (laughs) way I, oh, I guess oh my there God. was Every- just something that they saw I would not fit They in. were like, you <laughs> have a face for podcasting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I always say I'm too fat because I've met these people as you guys have too. I mean, these guys, the men on this show right now, they are 6'5 and above elm trees. Yeah, gorgeous. it's a very, it's, it's the same for women. It's a very, very narrow. Mm-hmm. And I think like regardless of whatever terminology you want to use, the goal should be there and we should be having these conversations, right? Like, But that's the same point I'm making. Like, let's just <laughs> Regardless widen, of the widen the range of, of what this show... This show has a lot of impact in terms of who, as a culture, we consider to be, like, objects of desire. So I think that, you know, We're ultimately... Yeah, this campaign is just about creating a, a greater vision of, of what that can, can be. And I think we can all get behind that. I want a 40-year-old... I would love to see older women on the show. Like 40 is not even old. Maybe I'm just saying that because I'm 35. (laughs) But um, yeah, I I personally love seeing people in their 30s on the show. And I think seeing people in their 40s would be awesome. One day they're going to do that senior bachelor season. They keep telling (laughs) us about. One day we're going to get it. My request for like what I would change is (laughs) much different. What I want on, what I want on the show is I want I want Big Brother style twenty four hour camera access. Oh, I want so I like want a there feed. to be a live feed. I want there to be a live feed of what's going on 
at all times. Like a YouTube <laughs> live at yeah. all hours of the Ooh, day. Ooh, the way I would hit subscribe. <laughs> We'd have oh endless God. shit to talk about. Oh no, it would be so bad for my life though, because I would. Yeah, my I mental would health no would time. plummet. Yeah, I'd be like, but, I have to just. Sorry, I'll be sitting right here all day just watching the live feed of these men like making thirty five eggs in in the crowded kitchen. <laughs> you know how much of the year pe- they're filming these shows now? We would be spending a solid two thirds of the year doing nothing but watching round the want. clock video from the Bachelor Mansion. But what if we they changed it to being in real time? Like and so like a big brother, so instead of having, you know, them film and then it airs later, what if we're filming in real time and like every episode is live? And you gotta oh. and you have to watch it live. And yeah. then so once after the rose ceremony's over, you can see what they go and talk about, who's doing what, and so it hap I feel like this could be Oh. Okay, that would definitely so, change things. So it'd still be one episode a week, but you could watch what's happening during the entire week. I love it. And Love Island is kind of that way in the UK. I mean, like yeah. you go there and it's yeah. like a whole station is dedicated to it. And they're like, oh my God, is, did they <laughs> yeah, create they like this for me? Yeah, they have like five episodes a week. You have to. <laughs> but I don't understand. <laughs> and I've I don't, never I been able to keep up with it's this too much love content. I can't keep up. <laughs> I need an arc. I'm with you guys. I need like beginning, middle, end, put a bow on it. Next crew of idiots come in. Yeah. I need some limitations on my on my own time also. Yeah. Um, I'm but, just like, but give it, me that more is chaos. like an inspired idea. I love the idea of hearing like the exhausted gossip post rose ceremony. 6 a.m. They're all yeah. trying to get to bed. You know, the girls can't find their makeup wipes. The guys are like you know, farting in bed, like sleep farting. Like yes, that, more farts. <laughs> like the puppy cam, but for 26-year-old fitness You want to make this show real? Let's, let's see it. <laughs> I love that. Well, as you guys say, we love to see it. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for coming on. Claire Fallon and Emma Gray, this was fantastic. And we want everyone to get subscribed to Love to See It podcast. Go check it out. At Claire and Emma Pod on Instagram. Go follow. Go get involved with what they're doing. It's a fantastic show. And uh, we're so pumped you guys came on. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank yeah. you. This was super fun. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Anytime. We love to talk about The Bachelor. We love to spread out our week with uh, different episodes. So this is great. And get a state of the union, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. you know? And talk about the moon landing and whether it That's actually right. yeah, we'll I've talk been about radicalized into a conspiracy theorist. And for that, <laughs> mm-hmm. I thank you, Kay. <laughs> this this will go. be another ep- bonus episode of The Bachelor <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> where I bonus moon landing the- conspiracy <laughs> episode coming yeah, soon. Yeah, we'll do a whole one. Okay, great. Well, make sure you guys are obviously following Claire and Emma Pod. They use hashtag love to see it. Um, you can follow The Bachelor on Instagram at The Bachelor. You can follow us on Twitter at Bachelor Pod. And you can follow me at K York City. And I'm at Jared Free. Betches.